In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, looking to Jesus and penitence and faith. Christ came in humility to share our lives. Forgive our pride. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ came with good news for all people. Forgive our silence. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ came in love to a world of suffering. Forgive our self-centeredness. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Dear friends, God, who was rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. May Almighty God strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also, also with, with you. you. Be still and know 
Let us pray. God of the covenant, in our baptism, you call us to proclaim the coming of your kingdom. Give us the courage you gave the apostles that we may faithfully witness to your love and peace in every circumstance of life. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. first reading is from Ezekiel, the second chapter, beginning at the first verse. A voice said to me, O mortal, stand up on your feet, and I will speak with you. And when he spoke to me, a spirit entered into me and set me on my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. He said to me, Mortal, I am sending you to the people of Israel, to a nation of rebels who have rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have transgressed against me to this very day. The descendants are impudent and stubborn. I am sending you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God. Whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house, they shall know that there has been a prophet among them. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. 
We'll read the psalm responsively. To you I lift up my eyes, to you enthroned in the heavens. Let the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters, and eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress. So our eyes look to you, O Lord our God, until you show us your mercy. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Too much of the scorn of the indolent rich and of the perdition of the proud. The second reading is from 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, beginning at the second verse. I know a person in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that such a person, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. Was caught up into paradise and heard things that are not to be told, that no mortal is permitted to repeat. On behalf of such a one, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast except of my weaknesses. But if I wish to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it, so that no one may think better of me than what is seen in me or heard from me, even considering the exceptional character of the revelations. Therefore, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Jembe. This is the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came to his hometown and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard Jesus were astounded. They said, where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor except in their hometown and among their own kin and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there 
except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then Jesus went out among the villages teaching. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. A couple of years ago, I was visiting someone from church in a big hospital complex. And instead of having designated clergy parking spots in the lot, they just had you park in the garage and validate your parking on the way out which is easy enough. On the way out of the hospital, I asked the receptionist to validate my parking since I was clergy and I was here for work. And they replied, do you have any documentation? And the short answer was no. I had the shirt. That's usually good enough. That was not good enough. I had business cards. Those meant nothing. I tried the thing where you search your pockets and say, um, until they say, it's fine. They never said it was fine. I had the bishop's cell phone number. It seemed like a bad idea. Eventually, I just gave up and gave them the $8. And about a month later, I got an envelope in the mail with a little card signed by the bishop and a note explaining that you could use this card if you ever had to prove that you were clergy, in case you ever had to, I don't know, get your parking validated. Now, all of those readings we heard today are about credentials and authority. They're about getting people to take you seriously, what to do to earn people's trust, and what to do when they don't. Now, a good starting point is the story of Jesus going home to Nazareth. Jesus teaches in the synagogue, and people are astounded by his teaching. But what happens? He's rejected. And the problem isn't so much what Jesus says as who it is that's saying it. He's too close to the people there. You notice they don't criticize what he says, just who's giving the message. The carpenter, the son of Mary, and his brothers and sisters are around us. No, come on. The Greek here is literally that they stumbled over Jesus. They just couldn't get past who was talking. The problem for Jesus isn't that he doesn't have good ideas, it's that he's not credible in Nazareth. He doesn't have any authority there. And so instead of getting mad or resentful or lashing out, Jesus turns to the disciples and says, well, that's okay. If some people don't listen to me, if they think I'm not credible, if they think I don't have authority, then I'm going to send you. And this is admirable of Jesus, but it's probably less reassuring to the disciples. If Jesus wasn't seen as credible, 
if people didn't take him seriously, then how is anybody going to take me seriously? And I think we know something of that anxiety. When people ask why we should be worthy of their trust or attention, we find ourselves searching our pockets for a piece of paper that really doesn't exist. Where does our credibility and authority come from? There was a temptation to just come up with our own justifications. You should take us seriously because we say that you should. You should take us seriously because that's what good people do. You should take us seriously because we are super friendly. But none of those answers ever hold up. And even worse, they end up creating even more skepticism. There's a glimpse of a better answer in today's reading from 2 Corinthians. St. Paul is writing to this church in Corinth about this group of people that have been coming around the church lately. And they've been trying to sell the Corinthians on some kind of spiritual program, some agenda. And they always introduce themselves by talking about this unimaginably profound spiritual experience that they had. God said this to me, an angel told me this, you should listen to me because I had this mystical experience. They're trying to build up their authority, make themselves seem impressive and worthy of other people's attention. And Paul has this response, which seems boring at first. I know you thought that second reading was boring. I'm going to convince you it's actually very funny. Because today's second reading is basically Paul saying, I heard about these people coming into the church and talking about how you should listen to them because they had these out-of-body spiritual experiences. And that's super interesting to me because I know this person who was caught up in the third heaven and told a bunch of secrets that they can't repeat to anyone. And maybe it was an out-of-body experience, but I don't know. Only God knows. And I suppose I could bolster my credibility by telling you all about that person's experience, but I'm not going to. Because it really doesn't matter. And instead, I'm going to tell you about how the power of Christ is made known in my weakness. There's no bait and switch. There's no self-promotion. There's no other shoe to drop. No, now that I have your attention. Now, Paul says, my credibility comes from the fact that I'm being honest with you. My authority comes from the fact that I have nothing to gain from this encounter and relationship other than your flourishing. I'm not selling you myself. I'm not advertising my experience. I'm offering you the power of God made known in confused and muddled lives. And that's basically what Jesus says when he sends the disciples out in mission. He doesn't send them out with anything other than themselves. They're going to travel light, literally. No bread, no bag, no money, just one tunic, a pair of sandals. But the need to travel light is a little more metaphorical, too. Because the thing that's going to weigh them down, the thing that's going to hamper their mission, really isn't a second tunic. It's not a bag. It's going to be their self-made credentials, their attempts to justify their mission and authority based on their own talents and skills and abilities. What's going to get in the way of their mission is their anxiety about being impressive enough or attractive enough to impress other people. 
No, Jesus says, I am giving you the authority. So you can leave the pretense and the ego boosting and the resume padding behind. Because like St. Paul says, all you need is a body, a life, and the power of God revealed in weakness. That's enough. And you can leave everything else on the side of the road. And Jesus says the same thing to us today, that we have authority. Not the authority to coerce others, not the authority to take power over others, not the authority to be free of accountability, but the power to participate in God's mission in new, creative, and faithful ways. That we have the authority to root out evil from our world, our communities, and our hearts, and we have the power to heal the bodies in our world that have been cast aside. And whenever we engage in our mission as a congregation, we are engaged in that same mission that Jesus sends the disciples on. And more than that, that authority is given to us by virtue of our baptisms. And when you trust the promises God makes to you in your baptism, you have everything you need to participate in God's redeeming and reconciling work. You don't need one bag. You don't need two tunics. You don't need to get caught up into the third heaven. All you need is the power of God made known in weakness. And Jesus says that we already have that. Does that mean that our common mission is easy? No. It can be really hard sometimes. Does that mean that we don't fail? Of course not. We fail all the time. Does that mean it's going to make everyone happy? No. Jesus says that sometimes the good news makes people upset. But it does mean that we can live and serve together free from the anxiety of having to prove our own authority and the worthiness of our calling. And we can use our hands to further God's mission instead of searching our pockets for a piece of paper that doesn't exist. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's work our voice, singing together.
invite the assembly to stand as we join the church around the world confessing our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us come before our triune God in prayer. God of all, through the waters of baptism, you claim people of all races, ethnicities, and languages as your beloved children. Sustain the baptized and increase their faith that your gospel may be proclaimed throughout the earth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of the heavens, your creating spirit animates the universe. We give you thanks for the moon and stars, for the planets and galaxies, for all the mysteries of the cosmos that remain unknown to us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of freedom, you have liberated us from sin and death and rescued us from all forms of spiritual, social, and political oppression. Defend us from the tyrants in our midst and deliver us from all forms of corruption. Direct our freedom for works of liberation and wholeness. We pray especially this week for the people of Sudan, South Sudan, and Uganda. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of compassion, you became vulnerable in the person of Jesus Christ in solidarity with the disempowered. Strengthen those who feel faint, give courage to those who fear, and bring wholeness to those in need. If you have any other petitions, I invite you to share those at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless, O Lord, those who hear your word and believe it. We pray for all who live in fear of the world, that they will know your power as Savior. Bring peace to our land and all parts of the world that are disturbed. Lord, in your mercy, with thanksgiving, we remember those who have died. Keep us in communion with all the saints until we at last find our rest in you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We offer these prayers in the name of the one who sends us out, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And may the peace of the Lord be with you and also with you.
God of life, Savior of the poor, receive with our offerings gratitude for your goodness, penitence for our pride, and dedication to your service. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy One, beginning and end, source and goal, you are the author and giver of life. Praise to you for the words that spoke creation into being. Praise to you for the words that filled Sarah and Abraham with hope. Praise to you for the words that judged the inequities of your people. Praise to you for your words that prepared a way in the wilderness. And praise to you for your word, Jesus Christ, who was present in the beginning, lived among us, and fills all in all, who on the night before he died took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. 
And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Pour out your spirit upon these gifts of bread and wine. Speak your words of grace and truth here anew, that we might be given new language to proclaim your deeds of power, the courage to listen to the needs of our neighbors, and the patience to search for your still small voice. Together with Catherine, Jan, and all your holy ones, with the earth and its creatures, with sun and moon and all stars, all creation that resonates with your voice, we praise you, O God, blessed and holy trinity, now and forever. Amen. And gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The body of Christ given for you and the blood of Christ shed for you.
Let us pray. Lord of heaven and earth, as Jesus taught his disciples to be persistent in prayer, give us patience and courage never to lose hope, but always to bring our prayers before you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
At this time, we open things up for any announcements, droids, and concerns. John is waving, so he has an, an announcement, or the live stream is down. I hope it's, it's the first. Okay, good. <laughs> Well, thank you, John. As our, as the opening hymn puts it, my my temples are being adorned with grays. So, yeah. Uh, just a few very brief things to let you know. In July, uh, at 6:30 on Wednesdays, we're going to have um, small group discussion, education on the small catechism. 6.30 and then 7.15, we'll do a setting of evening prayer with communion. You can come to one, you can come to both, you can come to neither. Uh, that's at 6.30 on Wednesdays. We are running collections all July for St. Matthew Trinity and for the Center for Food Action. The backpacks or the Center for Food Action, those are school supplies. St. Matthew Trinity is vinyl gloves, disposable razors, and uh, pourable sugar. There's more information in the newsletter. If you didn't get the newsletter, John has copies in the literature stand in back. So I invite you to grab one of those on the way out. And then the last thing is next Sunday, we're going to be saying Godspeed and farewell to uh, Bob Thompson and Carol Brighton, who are moving to South Carolina at the end of this month. Uh, so we'll be wishing them farewell and Godspeed. That's Bob, Bob Thompson and Carol Brighton. So uh, that is all I have for announcements. I invite you to receive the blessing. May Christ draw you to humility and worship and bring you to see God at work. And may Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Remember the poor. Thanks be Thanks to God. Liberating strength.